Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Now with Hellraiser boxes. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, Heather is excited. Cesare is like, oh, Concerned. no. They <laughs> 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 you know. found the lament configuration. Uh, I have them. one. No. I have one on my desk over there. If we, anyway. <laughs> if we were playing in person, you could have brought it over. Yeah. Mm, it's it's a music box. It plays the song that it plays when people are solving the puzzle. Maybe there'll the be pictures on social media later. Who knows? <laughs> I really yes. want to get a working one that actually opens, but they are ridiculously expensive <laughs> oh, if yeah. they're actually sure. high quality. Mm, I but, anyway. opens, but preferably without the razor wire. Eh, and the death and the badness. <laughs> oh. so, so, yep. so, so Heather's going to have her, like, you know, wall of Zelda stuff and then an <laughs> opposite wall of Hellraiser stuff. <laughs> Hellraiser is amazing, okay? Anyway, that's not what we're here for. Nope. Well, maybe, sort of, depending. I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I don't. Brick knows. Yeah. Yeah. To recap, when last we had left our heroes, the Silver Ravens, after having made their way through Hokum's Phantasmagorium, had located the secret base of the Sacred Order of Archivists, the one of the initial targets, seemingly, of Brazil Throne's occupation of Kentargo. Which I believe I believe you said was called what many many steps the many steps something? monastery. Yeah, I love okay. it. Yeah, that sounds like one of those like you have to go up all these steps to get on top of the mountain. You know where the monastery is. Once like, again, we find a cool place that probably we can't use as a base, and I'm sad about it. Oh, 100 percent we can't use <laughs> yeah. as a base. This is well known. This isn't just yeah. like known. It is well known. Yeah, yeah. It's well, he knew exactly where this place was. I mean, mm. he. Yeah. It's definitely for sure that he has inside info or someone is helping um, or something. Descending down the stairs beneath the phantasmagorium, you had entered into the monastery proper, wherein you had met Yaliv, the Scrift Knight, a, mm. cool. an outsider spirit who had been bound here by the same woman who had summoned and set loose the Tooth Fairies tooth in the fairies. Red Roof District, Devil's Nursery to be specific. From yep. what you can determine based on the uh, the writing on the contract, it matches mats the same writing that you had found on uh, tiefling tendons that have been used to enwrap the uh, sacrificed child. You, mm. it was sad. Mm. Yeah, yes. yeah. But the scrivenots, the they were cool. Scrivenite. Scrivenite was cool. I like when they summon something to guard this place, but it has a nice loophole for us. Yeah. Well, she was in a rush. <laughs> yeah. Lucky for us. <laughs> well, she's in a rush. That's why she summoned that thing in the first place. Mm. See, rushing causes you to make mistakes. That's just the important thing. Well, and also you you learned a little bit about her. That one, she was in a rush. Two, that she's uh, generally vindictive since she purposefully yeah. summoned a creature that it would be unpleasant for it to be here mm. while the redactors are redacting. So terrible yep. person. Yep. Extremely rude. You had learned from her that there were still some redactors down here, as well as their leader, the woman Nox, um, some firehounds, of what you have inferred were probably Nox's hellhounds, yep. uh, as well as another Cassians. large individual that she had warned you about. She did say that they're not Nexian or, or uh, not Nexian, Nessian warhounds. Yes, they're not yes. Nessian warhounds. They are uh, fortunately standard hellhounds. Nessian warhounds are approximately horse size. So, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, so that's slightly improved. Yeah, yep. could be worse. <laughs> Yaliv had also informed you that uh, it had been here when the, the original attackers had left, including Brazilli Throne, who had apparently left with a tome. Yes. Yeah. Rude. The one book that he wanted. Yeah, yeah. he literally <laughs> came in, got what he wanted, and left. Again, the man has something The going man's on. talking to the devil is what's happening. 
He, I'm telling you, it's got to be powerful divinations if he's able to walk to a spot directly or he has some kind of guide. Yeah, I mean, it could have been an inside job. Definitely like somebody who been betrayed everyone. Could I mean, be. But, it, but it's multiple organizations that got hit that I don't know necessarily work together. So that's what's weird about it. Yeah, because he knew exactly what was going on before he even got here. He knew the places to burn down on the Night of Ashes. He knew to get rid of the Knights of the Torrent, like, completely. It's... Yeah, it's including like because including like the Bellflower Network, the uh, archivists, um, the Roses of Cantargo, yeah, Roses of Cantargo, mm -hmm. and then so. Shinsen, who was the you know follower of Serenre, her place got hit too. Mm -hmm. He knew exactly who these people are, where they were, and who to hit them. And the thing with the Victorias is nobody knew that they were these archivists, right? Yeah, so. It's cr yeah. And then he knew once he had enough control of the city, the first thing he does is go to their super secret hideout, walk downstairs, grab the exact book he wants and leaves. Yep. He's got he's talking to somebody. He's talking to the devil. That's what I, I'm back to that. Who knows? He's calling yeah. up Asmodeus himself. Well, again, Rick probably knows. He's I got know. the red phone. Of course he does. He's got the red phone. <laughs> you Batman? Yep. He's talking to Batman. <laughs> Sorry, and we just, have to fight Batman. We are in so yeah. much trouble. Adam West just popped into my head, like, yes, talking to himself Batman as Batman would hang out with and Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> not the Bruce Wayne Batman. Mm. Okay. Maybe, uh, what was Bruce Wayne's father's name? Thomas. Yes. Thomas Wayne. Maybe the alternate universe where uh, Bruce and his wife were killed and Thomas Wayne became Batman, which oh, was no, actually very interesting. Oh, no, his wife didn't die. She became the Joker. Oh, that's right. She went insane and became oh. the Joker. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. Interesting. Hmm. It's a very yeah. interesting alternate universe take. Yeah. It's Bruce gets killed instead of them, and so mm. the dad basically becomes Batman, but the mom goes totally insane and becomes the Joker. Huh? Martha. Yep. Why did you say that name? Uh, oh going my down that god! <laughs> you went down some more stairs and then explored a number of cells, including finding the one that you believe belonged to the Tacoras while they were down here. Considering that you'd found mm -hmm. a picture of Rexus there. Mm. You had then continued your exploration before rounding a corner, I suppose, to set the scene again. You had entered into a large room, some about 30 feet from left to right, about from where you are to the far end, maybe 40 feet in length. A spacious chamber with two alcoves. The overwhelming stench of rotting flesh fills this wide table-strewn chamber. A web of barbed chains strangles its way through the room supporting the decayed corpse of a man in drab robes. At the center of this web, suspended above the flagstones by its black iron tendrils, rests a fist-sized, 12-sided box fashioned from wood and bronze. Wooden cases along the walls towards your right and the far end have been smashed and overturned, and small pieces of paper covered in notes are scattered throughout the room as if someone has been studying the strange sight for days. Okay, uh, what the heck is this? Does my Adria that's odd go box. off? I mean, I know it's the all sides. odd, but... Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, that's, your that's odd is like, you know, Is there anything odd now. about this situation? Yeah. <laughs> is there anything um, odd about the odd thing? Still, I mean, it's it's worth it's worth mentioning. It's just one of those funny things where it's yeah. like, yes, there's a man tied to, like, razor wire. It's happened multiple times in this game yeah. so far where it's been like, uh, oh, I have this ability called That's Odd, but this whole situation is just a little odd. I don't really know mm -hmm. where to go. <laughs> we have a lot of questions. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sure Rick was expecting us to ask many questions upon encountering this. All this. You're uncertain without investigating whether or not the man in the chains is dead. 
Although judging by the pervasive stench of rot, you're fairly sure he doesn't seem to be moving. All right, Adrian kind of wants to step up to the guy and see if he's dead at slash what killed him. Cesare wants to look at this box. Adrian is stepping up towards the man. Cesare is heading towards the center of the room where the box is. To the box! What is Lucia up to? Um, There's a hallway exiting the room off towards your left-hand side. There's a second hallway exiting the room towards the left-hand side further along. There's a set of double doors at the end of a hallway that you can see from here. And another set of double doors on the right-hand side of the hallway exiting out of this room. So there look to be four exits from this room. Um, okay, I'm going to sneak up, um, kind of poke my head down these, like, hallways um, that seem to be branching off of this, just making sure that, like, nothing's just sitting there ready to jump us. Okay. Victoria? Uh, Vittoria is going to go examine one of the four empty stands arrayed around the room. So Vittoria is making her way over towards the display cases, having noticed something odd. Nicola. Uh, Nicola shrugs, probably assuming that everyone's kind of got a thing they're doing. So I'll just, uh, I'll stand at the far side of the room where that entrance to, uh, to that hallway is and just sort of keep watch and make sure nobody comes up behind us either. Basically, the hallway that we haven't actually yes. seen yet. Absolutely. Okay. Thank Are you, you stealthing? Uh, yeah, I'll go in and stealth over. Okay. So go ahead and give me a stealth check from Lucia. Nicolo, give me a medicine check from Adria. Uh, Cesare, go ahead and give me an arcana check. Spell Jessica's name with the rarely used three S's. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> That's for her upcoming... Uh, Serpent Folk character. (laughs) (laughs) So secret check results for everyone. Lucia, you make your way forward. You glance down the side passage. You see that the passage continues for a short distance. It seems to have an alcove set about five feet down its length, which from what you've seen in the previous halls that you've been down is possibly a small prayer nook. Two doors on the right-hand side and a door down on your left. With your spatial reasoning, uh, you'd realize that that probably leads into <laughs> the room that you had entered through the secret passage from the Viticoras chamber. Nicolo, you slink your way silently down the passage, probably trying to ignore Lucia, trying to slip along and just like glancing over towards the body and going, ooh, 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 as she makes her way forward. <laughs> as the rest of you are somewhat aware that Lucia has rolled a terrible stealth check as she glances down the passage. We just look at her Nicolo silently makes his way forward, sees the passage off towards his uh, his left-hand side. He can only see a short distance down that hall that there's another nook that maybe looks like another prayer nook from what you can see from this angle. Mm. And then further along down the passage, go ahead and have Nicolo make me a perception check. Oh, dear. It's a trap. Uh, in the meantime, Adria, Cesare, and Victoria have had a chance to look over their respective targets, the body, the box, and the display case. I need to figure out how to close this immediately, please. <laughs> uh, that bad, eh? This is a malfunctioning cubic gate. It's connected to the plane of shadow. Ah, does it uh have evil possessed chains that come out of it? It's most likely the influence of a chitin trying to break its way into our plane of existence. That makes sense. This guy was killed by chains, painfully, uh, five days ago. It's going to take me a few minutes, but I can perhaps try to close it. All right. Yeah, seems like a good idea. Wait, why is it so hard to close it? Can't you just, like, close the lid? Yes, all the magic problems are solved by simply closing the lid. Just an idea. (laughs) Just (laughs) turns back to the insanely complicated cubic gate. 
it. <laughs> All right, Lucia's just like, I am so far out of my depth right now. I'm gonna just try this and just see if this is helpful. Look, has has anyone tried just getting bolt cutters and just clipping just, the chain? It's one of those things. It's like when you're like when you're like like so far out of your depths, you just have to like try something like as basic mm. as you can think of because maybe that's it. Maybe somebody's <laughs> overthinking it. So probably this guy opened that box, maybe because this looks like one of the Asmodeans. Uh, so don't feel too bad, I guess. But uh, Norithal, he's he still gross. Definitely <laughs> did not make good choices, I guess. But uh, the chains killed him. He oh. wasn't like mounted here after the fact. That's not great. Seems as though there were some opportunists studying it. Yeah. It's a bit morbid. Any uh, realizations? Um, not anything that I think connects with the uh, suspended figure, but. Four of the display cases in this room are indeed empty. Uh, hmm. Looks like they've been opened recently and emptied. Uh, this one particularly uh, used to have a necklace, perhaps an amulet, and it reads, a marking seems intended to lure worshippers of Abadar into peril. So, interesting. Well, that's ominous. So they were, like, storing knowledge of also, you know, bad stuff down here, maybe to protect folk? Could have been. Maybe. They be in... The Irori people, not the... The archivists, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. And the Asmodeans would have taken anything that they would have thought was a value. Or dangerous for people to know about, or whatever, because they like to destroy knowledge. I don't know how pertinent it is, but something smells like brimstone up ahead. Oh, oh dogs. Yes, most likely the hellhounds. That's what I was thinking, too. It's the door to the right here. Shia will just uh, rattle her uh, her rapier, like keeping her hand loose. Shh! <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, you're not being that quiet. <laughs> it's hard to be quiet when it's gross out here. Oh, okay. You live uh, under... Uh, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. You, you're doing a great job. Vittoria hands you, like, a little, uh, like, tin case. Oh, yeah, that's got, like, something to put under the nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's much better. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, do the other display cases have something similar where they're all just different pieces of jewelry? Are they different things? Do I have time to even look? If Chesare is taking the time to investigate this gate... I would like to close it before a chitin comes out and tries to okay. kill us all. Yeah, that's a great idea. Basically, uh, anyone else who is uh, who wishes to aid him may attempt to do so with Arcana or Colt. Yeah, I don't have either of those things. Lol. Good luck. I actually do have a plus nine occultism. I'll all go right. look at some uh, of the other display cases in the meantime. Let's see how I do. Ah, so close. I don't aid. I rolled a nine and I got an 18. It was very oh, close. Oh, that's so close. Mm. All you needed was an 11. I know. Oh, and getting I, better. I mean, I have a plus nine occultism, so I had a good chance. Yeah, the odds are definitely getting better. Yeah, I mean, I think we're at the point where some of our expert skills, at the very least, you're very you might, unlikely you might have to have a good hurt, chance, yeah. You know, and you're yeah. very likely to help. Uh, Lucia or would like to reposition to herself next to Niccolo just to kind of form the line towards the brimstone. Fair enough. You slink your way forward, the two of you crouch. Waiting for Cesare to give the all clear. Or the, we're about to get murdered by a chitin. Mm. And, yeah, hopefully we don't have to turn around and immediately fight this chitin. Nicolo's still going with his previous stealth check. Lucia, go ahead and roll me a new one. Just okay. making your way forward. Nicolo's found a place to kind of crouch here, settle himself in. Do I get any kind of bonus if I say that I like... No, nah, I don't want to crawl. That's just demeaning. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I was like, what if I crawl? Does that make me stealthier? And then I was like, no, Lucia would never do, do that. What if I do the worm? Am I stealthier that way? <laughs> you do a barrel roll. I, I'm doing that thing where like I'm on my belly and I'm doing the like crawling under the barbed wire thing that they do in the yes. military. We've all played video games. We know that crouching is stealthier. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just, I just, just imagine how. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, your Nicola thighs are burning. Adrian <laughs> like, crouching oh. is like, oh god, oh okay. <laughs> so it's like not as quiet as all. All right, uh, and Cesare, go ahead and make me an Arcana or a Cult check. Arcana is better. Can I just think about Hellhounds while I'm over here? <laughs> See I if I remember anything the about display them. cases. Well, I look at those, but he's gonna be taking ten minutes. True. I was going to say, feasible, you could bandage someone up if you have somebody that you haven't bandaged up recently. Is anybody uh, hurt? Chesar is down a few, but it's not worth it. Also, he's messing around with this box of doom. Please, yeah. please do not distract the man trying to close the portal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm chill. I think I was the most hurt, and I'm back to being pretty good. It takes you all about a minute to look over these display cases. Oh, uh, let's see. There used to be some braces or maybe gloves, a book stand, so maybe a, a book. Some sort of... That book seems bad, because uh, the wood it was on is nasty. Oh, and a little cushion. Oh, hey, a stone. It should have been here, or something kind of like a stone. Like this size. Hmm. It's got a nice little cushion in it. Sounds like more magic, perhaps. Hmm. So maybe uh, magic items are always helpful when you're trying to overthrow a government. Especially when they have nefarious purposes. It's probably where they found this box. Oh, yeah, they got more than they bargained oh, for with maybe. that. Oh, maybe. I'm just like, hey, I'm going to open it here. Oh, no. Oh, no. I did it I wrong. Yeah. I wonder if this book was the book that uh, Barzillai took. Maybe. It's possible. I mean, it was separated from the rest of the library. Yeah, if it had this kind of effect on the just the case holding it, you know, it's all blackened and smells like rot. Mm. Pleasant. Yeah. So, Cesare, Victoria, uh -huh. looking over this. I'll just go ahead and give it to you straight since it's a bunch of game mechanic terminology. There's good news and bad news. Oh, no. Uh -oh. oh, no. Hooray! The good news is the chains, which, again, you can see launched out of this with enough force that they are embedded in the solid stone of the oh, surrounding yeah. walls and ceiling. Oh, man. Seem to have depleted much of the cubic gate's power. Okay. Hmm. However, it is still charged and you believe is recharging. Oh, no. That's bad. Yep, that's pretty bad. Oh, no, that's the good news. Oh, the bad uh, news what? is <laughs> you can tell that there's probably two ways to attempt to stop this before it regains its power and then mm -hmm. possibly either does this again or maybe even opens up a full-on gate that would allow something Whatever through. wants to come through and hang out. Yeah, whatever control these chains and you feel like is almost waiting on the other side of that gate. Mm. The first, which is probably the first one that comes to mind for you, is an individual who is sufficiently skilled in arcana or cultism could feasibly attempt to manipulate the magic of the gate. In essence, attempt to force the gate close with pure arcane or occult power by using you know various rituals that you have learned in your arcane studies. Uh -huh. You consider this, look over at the Asmodean, and are 95% certain that's what he tried to do. Mm-hmm. The second is someone sufficiently skilled at disabling traps could potentially attempt to disable this, as it is not a fully functioning magical item any longer, so much as just, it's basically a cursed item at this point, since it only seems mm. to open up into the shadow plane of 
pain and death. The Shadow Realm? Oh Mechanically boy. speaking, you believe that the Arcana roll would be more difficult, but you would only need to succeed once. The thievery check would be easier, but would require multiple successes. And okay. who's got the best thievery? Chesare has a seven, but an eight technically because Raven automatically aids him on any thievery checks. Mm. I only have a six. Yeah. I'd have a six. Technically, it's a seven if it's a trap. Yeah, but still technically Chesare is better. But you have to make multiple successes in a row, I'm assuming, because if you fail, it's going to something bad. Chesare has an 11 arcana check. The problem is, is you know that there is still latent power in here, which means that failure, failure would not activate this gate. Crit failure. However, failure, you don't know what would happen if you critically failed. However, failure will more likely than not cause these chains to animate again, possibly injuring yourself or anyone else in this room. All right. So... To close this, I can either try to manipulate the gates, which is what he probably tried to do. Chesare mm. gestures over at the Asmodean. The corpse drips. Gross. Rude. Gross. Um, Yuck. Or I can attempt to use the lockpicks and basically force the device to close. And if I fail, there is a good chance that the chains will reanimate. Chesare shrugs. <laughs> Okay, I, I double suggest that everyone that's not whoever's going to mess with that box leave the room. So I think everyone with me and the raven. All right, we believe in you, Cesare. You can do it. <laughs> Adria, like, goes to the steps. Yeah, we retreat back to the steps. At least out of the reach of the chains. Hey, Whatever yeah. the farthest if chain went. At the went. top of the stairs, you are away from where the chains are. Okay, so then we all go back to the top of the stairs and, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess Lucia walks by Cesare and is like, you can do this. We believe in you. Thank and you. And then scampers back to the top of the stairs. We're right behind you. 40 feet behind you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess. So Raven aids me. The thieves tools aid me. So I get a plus nine. I'm assuming this is a blind. Is this a blind GM roll? Or do I actually know if I screw this up? No, disable device is not. Okay. Uh, one other thing, actually. Um, if Nicolo could get to the bottom of the stairs before we start. Mm-hmm. I'd like to at least cast guidance on the first attempt. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. It has a 30 foot range, so. Oh, okay. Then. Yeah. yeah. So that gives me what? Another plus one? Another plus one. It's a status bonus, so it should stack with the item bonus and the circumstance bonus you're getting. So go ahead and give me your first roll. Ooh, I roll a 19, which is yeah. oh, guidance didn't add to that. So I roll a 19, which should get me a, with all the aiding and the guidance and everything is a 29. Nice. Very nice. Rad. So you kind of look at this thing. I imagine like shake out your sleeves a little bit, pull out the lock picks, lay them out on the table nearby. Pop your Raven's knuckles. helping somehow. <laughs> Raven also pops picks. her knuckles. May I suggest the um, tumbler lock pick? <laughs> yes, like a caddy. He's mm -hmm. the caddy. <laughs> it's like a whole surgery thing as you're just like pick, pick, pry bar, pry bar. <laughs> What do I need this for? You never know. You begin working at it. You think you've successfully gotten one success towards disabling this. Good as you Lord. manage to close the runes for part of it, the entire thing seems to almost click as the sides almost rotate on themselves. Does creepy lullaby music start playing? Yes, creepy lullaby <laughs> music starts to play. Uh-oh. <laughs> Again, this thing basically looks like a, a foot across D12. It's this 12-sided box, like, hovering up in the air with these five-pointed sides on each side of it. All right, well, I guess I'll make my second check. Second yeah, check? 
Unfortunately, you're now immune to guidance, so yeah. Oh, Lord. That's only a two for a nine. Oh, no. Uh, Do you have a hero point? I do have a hero point. Oh. This might be the time to use Second a hero edition. point. It feels like a hero point time. I always forget that those are things. Yes, I would like to use a hero point. That may or may not be a critical failure. You can use a hero point if you so wish. I would like to I use I mean, if a 28 was a only a success, point. I have no idea what the uh, the actual DC of this is. All right, re-roll using a hero point. That's a 14 for a 21. That's a hey, much better. Much better. Much better. Much better. So maybe that's only a failure. Oh, it didn't add the plus two circumstance bonus to that, so it should be 23, yeah. 23? Mm Mm-hmm. You begin to manipulate it, kind of go in with your picks and everything else. You hear this clicking sound as the far side of the box starts rotating, as you just quickly, like, bring one hand around, (laughs) wedge your fingers, and, like, pinch your ring finger inside of the clicking, rotating device. (laughs) Kind of grit your teeth as you reach in, twist around inside of it. That side of the box slides back into place, and the other side of the box rotates. The chains slacken. You think you're close. Oh! Oh, it's a But you're not done. I, ha- oh. I do have one more hero point, so, oh, you know. Good. All right, yeah. that's right, because you got one last time. Yeah, I think you did get a hero point again. Yeah. Always uh, mm-hmm. push for your own hero points, because I'm not going to remember. I think Nico should have a hero point, because he cast Guidance. That's much. <laughs> so, I roll a 16, which gets me a 25. Hey. You hey. reach your hand inside there. You feel this tingling coldness, like this miasma inside as you put your hand literally inside the box. Basically a pair of pliers out of your kit, reach down there, twist something inside of it. For the barest moment, you feel as if a soft but scarred fingertip caresses the back of your hand. Before you quickly pull your hand back free, the chains literally dissolve. I thought they were going to slurp back in there. As the box drops, you catch it before it hits the ground. Although there is a loud thump as the dead body slams into the table before hitting the floor next to it. That's not quiet. You are now holding the malfunctioning cubic gate in your hands. All right. It seems it works. All right. Excellent. I guess we'll head back down the stairs now that Cesare's done. So what do we do with it? Cesare shoves it it in his bag. I'll figure out the way to dispose of it later. Yeah, for now, there's not much else we can do with it, so... There was definitely a chitin on the other side. It touched me. Oh, God, it gave you a cuddle? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) A creepy thing where it just runs its middle finger along the inside of your palm. (laughs) It's just like a Hannibal Lecter move. So what's a chitin? They are chain devils. They serve Zandguthan mostly. Huh. Great. They skewer people like that, I guess. I point at the, the corpse. Well, if it's on Cathan, isn't that a torture? You know? Pain, suffering, suffering. Pain. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's gross. I don't suppose these uh these notes are enlightening by any chance, are they? Scattered about the room? Yeah. Uh, you may look over them if you so wish. Yeah, I'll brush them all together and skim them real quick. Let's collate some paperwork real quick. It might help with the uh, disposal of this item. Mm, maybe. It's like we either figure out how to destroy it or we figure out how to throw it into the middle of the Asmodeans like a chitin bomb. <laughs> oh, I do like that a lot, I feel, I feel like that might not be like... We just throw it at Barzillai like... The most wise oh. thing to do. Oh, jeez. Uh, also, if pertinent, and this is, of course, up to uh, Cesare entirely, but I'll go ahead and give it to Cesare since he did make the, uh-huh. the check previously to identify this. Even malfunctioning... 
as an object of arcane interest or curiosity, it is still worth about 80 gold pieces. Jesus. Whoa. Uh-huh. If you know someone that you're willing to hand this over to. <laughs> Maybe the university wants to study it, like in a research mm. lab. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, at an arcane university, maybe. That's an incredible amount of money. <laughs> yeah, it's only basically the engine from Event Horizon, so you're fine. <laughs> it's uh, fine. Don't, worry. Uh, don't, uh, even, don't even so worry about it. So it's a all. That's a whole different country, and they have their own <laughs> issues. <laughs> I know this guy. He kind of looks like Sam Neill. I'm sure he'd take this. Yeah, he's got no eyes. Just walked out of the <laughs> embassy in Nidal. Hey, y'all want this? Yeah, I mean, the box can't make night all worse, so... <laughs> so, Victoria wants to check the uh, the documents in here. You did search the basically still standing display cases. There are the shattered remains around the outside of the room as well. I want to... When I looked at the corpse, did it have any stuff? It was just a guy, right? He just enclosed. Had an unholy symbol of Asmodeus. Oh, well, I mean... But other than that, no. Just robes and slippers. Oh, uh, so it's probably a redactor who got... It was uh, definitely a redactor, yeah. Too curious. Mm. I mean, Adriel will take it. We might have to do infiltration at some point or something. Yeah. Isn't it covered in blood? I mean, right now. You can clean stuff. I guess that's true. She'll get some yeah. hydrogen peroxide. And Don't you have, get ma- the blood you have magic right to out. clean that with, probably? I imagine uh, Cesare probably knows prestidigitation, too. Oh, I mean, fair. Do I know yeah. that? No, I don't have that prepared. I don't know if it's on the primal list. But. <clears throat> Me either. Um... While the others are looking at the display cases and stuff, Cesare's going to stick his head down this hallway that the room, this hallway where the room that we found through the secret passage is and make sure that's a prayer nook and just open those doors real quick to make sure they're just empty. Well, we should, yeah, we should form up then so that just in case. Well, you know. if it's one person wants to come with me. Oh, I can go. I'm not looking at anything. It's just to make sure that those are prayer rooms like they've been down every other hallway before we start following the freaking brimstone. Follow the brimstone. Lucia will like gesture at Nicolo since, yeah, that is like a five foot hall- hallway and maybe the two of us we can go post back up at the next prayer nook um, where the brimstone is. Far away land? Yeah, the, well, the, where the two double doors. Yeah, door- the other side of the room basically yeah, where the two we double were doors before. Are. Nicolo shrugs and follows. So, Vittoria, go ahead and roll me a perception check. You're looking at the papers, right, that got strewn all around. Yep. So, and go ahead and give me a stealth roll from Lucia and Niccolo who are making their way down the uh, the passage. So, Cesare, Adria, you turn, you make your way down the, the side passage, step down a short distance, find two <laughs> small chambers as you open these two doors on the side. You do note that it is a small, like, prayer alcove off towards the left as you make your way down this passage. Okay. Heading down this way, you find that the first chamber looks to be a small, it looks to be more storage basically for ink supplies, writing implements, and all the rest of that. The second one seems to contain a number of, for lack of a better term, curiosities. Thick leather gloves, like those that you would see in maybe some sort of smelting room. A number of long, for lack of a better term, tongs. The only thing that you can imagine considering their soft tips to allow you to turn the pages of a book from a distance of some three feet. Oh. oh, this is the this is the stuff for researching the dangerous books and well, handling items. old, old, old yeah. books. Yeah. You know what? I'll take them. We might be touching some weird stuff soon. Very well. <laughs> we take these weird tongs. There is a curiosity that both of you note, which is that while all the walls are covered in the first room that you'd open that had all of the the writing supplies, this room, the wall opposite of the door that you come through, just has clothes hooks. Although no clothing in here. Wait, do they have an HEV suit? 
because I need an uh, HEV suit. <laughs> I mean, Cesare will take a closer look at that wall just to see. I mean, there is there is not an HEV. There is a crowbar, but <laughs> I already have one. No, you may go ahead and make me a perception check as well. Making your way forward, Cesare. You look up at the the rack, basically the four coat hooks here. Mm-hmm. Coat hook, coat hook, coat hook. The right one seems loose, as if you could pull it down. Mm. Adria, I think I found another secret door. Oh, a secret door. I look around the corner. Yeah. So Cesare shrugs, pulls the hook. Maybe it's just a cubby. Don't tell and anybody else that you're going in the around. secret. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to the secret cubby. He told Adria she's right there. <laughs> you know? Adria was just like, is it? She looks over. <laughs> yeah, I just, no, I just like, I, we haven't encountered one of those yet. I want to see one of those old school, Shoot. you know, like old movie, just. Scooby, Scooby-Doo style. We can each yeah. be on one side and accidentally miss, miss each other when we're running around mm-hmm. the mansion. You keep yeah. like pulling it at the wrong time. And yeah. yeah, eventually like a ghost ends up on there at some yeah. point. It's like, how do you even get there? Yeah. It's great. Victoria, looking over the notes in the room, you quickly get an idea of what happened here. You think the initial assumption that you've, that all of you have made is correct. This seems to have been a place that where, in addition to the preserving of the true history of Chiliax, it looks like the Sacred Order of Archivists also dedicated themselves to studying strange and dangerous magical items and removing them from circulation. Mm. The cases of this room probably once held all manner of magical and cursed items. Many of the cases have been smashed. It looks like the ones that were locked around the outside. It seems like the cases that you had searched through, while you and Adria had searched through, according to these notes, were magically warded. Until... Someone here labeled as BT mm-hmm. removed the warts. <sighs> Looking over the shelves, you can tell that they, they bear numerous warning sickles carved into them to warn of the presence of cursed items. So maybe the don't notes touch here those. seem to be mostly about the study of these and cataloging. Hmm. Although in all these cases, they refer to these by lot numbers. Hmm. That's an interesting cataloging system. Which also seems to have been the case of the display cases. I guess Dewey doesn't exist in Pathfinder universe, so... Nope. According to the notes here, all of these items were taken, with particular interest on four of the lots, lots 51, 52, 53, and 54. These seem to correspond to the amulet, the gloves, the book stand, and the velvet cushion that may have once held some sort of stone that you were looking at previously. Mm. Each one of these states simply to Opera House. Ah, yeah, that's that's not great. The only exception to this is under the book display case, at which point it states just a dash and then BT. Oh, that was his book. We, I thought that might be his book. Which technically, I mean, it is at the opera house because that's where he's staying. But mm-hmm. yeah, it seems more like he has taken this as a personal possession. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And was there anything written underneath the, the display case for the book to give any hint as to what it was? No, just the lot number. And again, you did find that one note that you don't believe was from any of these redactors because you, I don't think you explained it to the group, but the uh, note was written in Celestial. Oh, yeah. I did not say that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You're fairly certain that that was not from the redactors. Well, <laughs> that no, that's, that's why I was wondering if the book had a label like the other one. No. There are a half dozen books scattered about the tables in this room that seem to have probably not been here originally. These are mostly about planar theory. As you're going through the paper, you do note that they seem to have missed a single item. Where they were smashing through the display cases, it looks like a small bag just had some paper tossed on top of it. Picking this bag up, it feels like it's full of 
sand, maybe? Hmm. Pocket sand. <laughs> Thanks, Dale. Yeah, but judging by how dangerous the things in this room have been, I probably gingerly bring it back to the group. <laughs> uh, one last thing. Oh, yeah. It does appear that one of the display cases was built into the wall here. This one has been smashed, and some damage has been done to the wall on the other side of it. As you look at this, you can look closely and see that they seem to have been attempting to pry open a part of the wall here. There's a small gap between two of the stones, no more than maybe a quarter of an inch high and less than an eighth of an inch wide. Hmm. Approximately the size of a keyhole. You mean like the ones that we have? The case maybe. for? Maybe? Hmm. Who has the key? You? I thought you were carrying it, but... Okay, I was just mm -hmm. making sure, because I, I I didn't know when we first walked in if we got traded off. Um, Victoria's gonna um, set the, the bag of sand off to the side, because she does not know what dangerous thing that is. Uh -huh. um, and then she's probably gonna um, whistle toward Nicolo and Lucia to get their attention. Because I don't want to just, like, call out if we're trying to be stealthy. That's fair. Nicolo and okay. Lucia, you've reached the far side of the room sitting as stealthily as possible. Victoria kind of makes that noise. I imagine that neither of you turn back to towards her because you're probably just in that ready to crouch. Since the entire time that Cesare and Adria have been off exploring a secret passage and Victoria has been shuffling through papers, the two of you have been tensely listening to a sound. Uh-oh. Distinctive sound of a dog sniffing at the bottom of a door. Oh no! Oh, oh, I know, you I know that sounds right. so well. Just this. <laughs> Why did you have to whistle? You've called the dogs over. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were already. They were you already on the way. I'm just. I'm just being silly, but There's still. Some. some uh, Maybe that Vicks sand will do something to their to their ability to smell us. Yeah. On the plus side, while well, like there's been a little bit of like a scratching at the edge of the door, uh, these are doorknobs. They're not the little like handle oh, doors and so it doesn't look like they could easily open a door fortunately not a clever girl moment hellhounds are intelligent aren't they they are intelligent yes yeah. they're just gonna crush through that door when they need to <laughs> yeah I think they can speak can't they well, yeah, I'm sure they understand languages I just don't I know I think if they, they understand infernal but I can't remember if they can speak they cannot speak bit. but they do understand infernal just as well as a human does well yeah. not they as will well as speak a human, for but... a scooby snack but you know yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they make they make woofy noises they don't make mm -hmm. talky noises they make growly yes. noises probably they are more intelligent than an animal they do not possess human-like intelligence mm. ah. do the uh, the two of you wish to slink away back yeah. it's quite possible that they haven't crashed through the door yet because they can't tell the difference between you and maybe the and other just somebody else people so they're just curious not Maybe. to mention there's, uh, you know, the pervasive smell of rotting flesh in this room. Yeah, there's a dead mm. guy. He's been there five days. Oh, he smells real bad. I'm sure the it Asmodeans does. Asmodeans care so much about each other. I know, yeah. right? They're just like, oh, well, we lost Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy <laughs> got impaled you, Jimmy. by a bunch of chains. Jimmy should have made a better deal. I guess we're mm. just going to let him hang there for five freaking days. Guess his contract I'm not touching that box. I saw what happened to Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy was the best of us. But, uh, poor yeah. Jimmy. May he burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, may he burn in hell as, a, as an epithet. As that, might actually, to, yeah, uh, that might actually invective. be like a compliment. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's the goal. That's yeah, the goal. that's what you want. Mm -hmm. Yep, Jimmy took the early retirement option. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll go back. Yeah, we'll motion back and just Nicola will kind of put up a the finger, finger over his... the lips of like shush. Yeah. Like, Chesare, 
Cesare pulls a hook. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine you down there. Open this to reveal a hellhound puppy. Oh God, run away, everyone! Cesare pulls the hook again. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, it's it's a puppy. You can train it. It's fine. You've got time. We are not keeping a hellhound in our secret base. I'd be here for keeping a hellhound. That's that's cute as hell. <laughs> well, I yes, I know Jessica would be. <laughs> open this. It reveals a passage, five feet across, about four feet wide that ends in another obvious secret door, since the handle's on the other side. Mm. Hmm. As you open the door, you're greeted with a horrible stench. Pull it again. A man in simple robes, crouched in here, seems to have bled out inside of this passageway. That's sad. He looked to have been probably a man, human probably, where he's standing maybe five and a half feet. That means the Asmodeans haven't probably haven't found this passage if this guy was able to hide in here. Or they found him and he was dead and they're like, eh. Maybe. Although I guess they would have reanimated him, never mind. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. They probably would have. Waste not. I guess Adria would pull him out of there. Is it what does this guy look like? A human? Is he in the Iori type monk robes or what? I mean, you don't know what the Ioran robes looked like, although he seems to have been wearing a simple light blue robe with Mm -hmm. pants, slippers. As you drag him out, you can see that the man carries a holy symbol in the shape of the Ioran hand ah. around his neck. All right, I'm going to pull him out and I guess lay him in this closet area for now. Yeah, he's gone through rigor mortis and further into decay. So, you know, it's you can pull him out relatively easy. I mean, it's gross, but Judging it's Judging by the amount of blood in here, it looks like that he seems to have... It's not a huge amount of blood. Internal. So yeah. it looks like it was mostly internal injuries. He managed to get in here, but then Succumbed. was either too afraid to attempt to flee or bled out while waiting for them to leave. Mm. <sighs> All right. Well, Cesare is not going to open the other side because who the <laughs> knows where that goes. <laughs> You've risked enough as it is just opening I one secret passage. I tell you passage. about the tongs. I took the tongs, so we have some in case we need that. And we walk back and we're like, hey, we found this, like, monk. Shh. But yeah, I guess Cesare and Adria just head back down the hallway. I mean, we don't know that there's sniffy dogs and all sorts of other stuff going on. Yeah, we get shushed and I was like, oh, what? Okay. I, I crouch because we're, we're being quiet. The, the puppies are active. And by puppies, I mean the hellhounds. They seem to at least be sniffing us, though they can't seem to get through the door, which is good news for us. And we found a secret passage. I don't know where the other side exits into, but there was a priest of Iori or one of the archivists that managed to hide in there, but he bled to death. Mm, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, Victoria, what did you find? Because you're the one who whistled. I found a keyhole. Oh, a keyhole. Did you put a key in it? Well, I didn't want to do things without everyone else. So no, ah. not yet. We might want to finish. Well, we might wish to find the Asmodeans before we open something with one of the keys that Arxis gave us. Hmm. Do we know what's down that open door down there? It's another hall. I think there's a prayer nook beyond, but beyond that, I don't know. That seems like it'd be where the secret passage that Adrian and I found would lead out into. Which door are the hellhounds behind? The double doors on the right-hand side down the passage. So do we explore the open doorway, or do we just deal with these hellhounds? And probably their master, I would assume. Well, they're not asking, like... I mean, they're not... I mean, I'm basing this on regular dogs, but they're not, like, alerting anybody. They're not barking. Well, it's more, as soon as we start walking over there to that other door, the actual door. And they're going to have to they're open that door at something. some point. 
Yeah, we don't know what's beyond it. We might That might be where we need to go. It might be some sort of kennel or something they're keeping the dogs in when they're not being used for something else. If we can deal with the dogs when they're not with the rest of the Asmodeans, that would be ideal. Considering that they can breathe fire. Well, I, they're not real dogs because I can't, like, vibe with them. So uh, they're, they're hell monsters, <laughs> really. Agreed. Try to explain your wild empathy. So we might want to do that first. I know Jessica asked about it earlier, but feasibly, if all of you want to, go ahead and roll me a arcana nature religion. Can I make an Asmodean lore instead of... The Asmodean lore is specifically to the faith of Asmodeus, right, not for just so the devil. So I will make an arcana roll. You'd have to have devil lore. At the very least, we know they're not hounds of Tindalos because they would have already <laughs> teleported into here if they were. Yeah, there's too many true. angles in this room. <laughs> there's too many angles everywhere. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's why hound of Tindalos are always so terrible when you fight them. I remember yes. thinking that I think it was Mummy's Mask that you guys went into a room and like it, spe- it specified that the corners were strangely rounded off or something like that. I was like, mm. yep. mm-hmm. yeah, I know I what's messed up. with time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Common misconception that that's a uh, Lovecraftian, but it's actually it's part of the greater mythos. Yeah, yeah. Just what like the King in Yellow is technically chambers too, but yeah, they were all writing fanfic for each other basically. <laughs> It was kind of the Star Wars extended universe of its time. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice I, I think technically um, Lovecraft mentioned the Hounds of Tindalos in Somewhere. a short story, but then somebody else ran with it. They know each. They all knew each other and liked each other's work. So it's one of those. I'm just going to make a nod to Lovecraft, or you know. So seriously. Mm. On the subject of what you know pertaining towards them, the Hounds of Tindalos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell puppies. We've gotten very off track. A little bit. Do they still look like Doberman Pinchers in second edition? Oh yeah, basically. They're so cute. I'm excited and I hate it. Considering how quick they are to aggressive behavior, we still might want to finish uh, clearing out the rest of the rooms. Well, and you said they breathe fire. That's probably not pretty good for all the uh, papers and such that are around here, right? Well, there's only one doorway that doesn't have a closed door that we have left. Well, let's see if we sneak over there and look at it. Oh, well, we could also go through the secret door and maybe it, it kind of circles back into the the passageway there. I mean, judging by the architectural layout of this place, it would make sense. Technically, uh, Vittoria can also make an additional knowledge check to see if she recalls anything else pertaining towards it, just because Vittoria was the only one to succeed on that previously. Oh. They don't count as animals, right? Because I'm pretty sure I can't wild empathy them. You cannot wild empathy, but they are beasts, which means they're creatures similar to an animal, but with an intelligence of higher than that of a normal animal. Unlike an animal, a beast might be able to speak and reason, etc. Okay, cool. So, kind of like, uh, technically centaurs are now considered beasts. That's just weird. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah. So are sphinxes. Mm. Weird. <laughs> I mean, they were magical beasts before. They just dropped yeah, off the magical is not in rude. front of yeah. Centaurs feels rude. I think mm. centaurs were magical beasts before, too. Yeah, but yeah, centaurs are like half people, so it's really rude sounding. They probably find that offensive. Mm. Well, uh, it's probably a good thing that we gathered up all the papers because, um, again, they do spit fire. Um, they're also immune to fire and can absorb magical fire, uh, which helps them actually uh, uh, breathe fire faster again. But they do have to build it up. Oh, um, yeah. But because they are so fiery, they are vulnerable to the cold. Don't know if we have anything that would really benefit us there, but... No more water. Glow shrugs. <laughs> electricity. Mm, don't know about electricity. Nicolo's like, and my mace. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, and Lucia's like, and my rapier. I could try, I don't know, getting some ice cubes. Maybe somewhere in the city has some. 
I could we just come them. with a, a big <laughs> yes. block of ice and just slide it towards them when they breathe fire. I'll spit my own fire in the form of a, you know, very, uh, just very crass rap track. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, there you go. I'll use my Bon Mod ability to, uh, mm -hmm. to, to really fire. give it to, to them. To serve them yeah. a cold lunch. Woo! Yes. That's not going to work. <laughs> I was going to say, especially because I don't speak Infernal, a Bon Mod wouldn't work at all. <laughs> all right, how about we go through the secret passage then? Works for me. We'll go that way first. Hopefully it'll be like the rest of everything and there's nobody there. And who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky and there'll be something useful that makes cold. Mm. Come on, wand of cone of cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a wand of um, ray of frost would be nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. like that, that would probably be That'd more That would probably be more level. level appropriate. Or a yes. wand of snowball. I can shoot <laughs> to the moon. You gather yourselves, make your way over. I imagine gingerly step past the the dead body, mm -hmm. which I believe Adria respectfully laid out in the uh, the hazardous PPE chamber. For now, at least. Stepping through, uh, who's taking point? I imagine Nikola. Yeah, I'll take point. That's fine. That way, when the trap springs, it hits me. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Oh, well, no. you've got trap spotter, so we'll see. Opening up the other secret door leads you into another small chamber. It looks to be about the same size as the other chamber full of various protective equipment. Hmm. There's another door that exits out of this chamber. Opening that up, as I assume you are want to do. Yeah. Leads all the way through to the other hallway. Hmm. I mean, there's another door here, or we can go back and face the hellhounds. Let's just keep going, I mean, going, I think maybe. at this point, we might as well just open the door. Yeah, I mean, it's probably just going to be a little a hallway pretty much identical to the other hallway. We might as well open these little doors. All right. Um, so Nicolo approaches the next door at the end of this small hallway okay. and goes to open it. This room is a little different. Mm. Approaching the door, opening the door, revealed beyond is what seems to be a bedroom. The bedroom itself is the same size as more or less all the other ones, the same size as the one that, uh, well, it's not one of the small cells. It's one of the larger rooms like the Viticoras had or the room that was uh, on the other side of the secret door from where the Viticoras so were. So it mirrors, it probably mirrors the other hallway because we we came in through a PPE room, exited a PPE room, and then there's a bedroom and across mm -hmm. the hallway from the other room and the other hallway mm -hmm. is a bedroom. So yeah, it's probably just sense. a mirror. So it probably has a secret uh, entrance to another room uh, in the northern wall. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm? The chamber, however, is different than the other ones you've been through. Mm. The bed frame is still here, although the mattress has actually been tossed off to the side. However, there are still sheets on it, as if someone was sleeping in here but just was not comfortable with the mattress and would prefer to lay on the hard wood underneath it. Weird. All right. Okay. The nearby table seems to have been propped up against one wall, and judging by the marks on it, at the very least, those of you with a more martial bent can see that someone seems to have been using the table legs as an improvised armor rack to hang okay. armor and weapons. Huh. The entirety of the room has this faint smell, again, of just brimstone. Did we find Nox's room? I think we literally found Nox's room, yeah. And off towards the side, you can see that there's a small water basin. Next to that is a large water jug. And next to that is what seems to be a bottle of wine. Judging Taking by that? the lack of glasses, you're going to guess someone's been drinking straight from the bottle. Ew. Oh, never mind. Thought it was closed. Huh. So she's probably, someone's been staying here with a hellhound. Is there anything in here? If we toss it, is there any, I don't know, conveniently placed journal entries or I don't know. I doubt we're that lucky. Alchemical cold bombs or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little frost bombs. Y'all may make a perception roll to search the room if you so wish. I will. 
Cool. It'll take one minute. I will do it. I'm searching the chamber. No, there's a footlocker in here. It contains a number of uh, additional changes of clothing. Judging by the amount of clothing, you're going to guess that this person anticipated staying here for some time. Is it nice clothing? It's rudimentary clothing. Um, this is, as far as Adria or Cesare or Lucia, well, basically as far as like anyone but Niccolo would be concerned, this is not nice clothing. As far as Niccolo is concer- concerned, this is workman's clothing. Mm. This is something that you would wear expecting to get sweaty. It's probably kind of like what Niccolo's actually wearing under his armor. It's something that, yeah, this is just to provide a little extra padding. Hey, we could take this clothing and make a donation. People need clothes. I guess so. That's not a bad idea. AJ carefully folds the clothes and puts them in a bag. I find this sufficiently petty and I love it. It is sufficiently petty, yes. <laughs> we're going to donate it to the, the we're, we're in charity a place. Good cause in, too. In it's the not like we're just looting stuff. it for our own benefit. I am all for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all this clothing is unisex, though. Cool, great. Perfect nice. for donating. That one other door is probably another writing room, but we should check it. Yeah, we'll check it on our way back to down the small hallway. I mean, if we're going with the theory that it's mirrored like that, then mm. yeah, it probably is. Uh, stepping back out, opening up that door, you would find that it is another writing chamber. All right. It's time for Hellhound fight. Is Are the bloody drag marks all through this area, too? Because I know they were in the initial hallway we came down. The bloody drag marks were making their way from the... Following the trail, it would be from the stairs through the room that was once covered in chains and is no longer past the double doors where you heard the sniffing sound. Okay. And through the double doors at the end of the passage. Mm, okay. All right, hellhound time, I guess. But we're going to open the doors with the hellhounds, I guess. Yep, that seems to be the plan. Yeah, Lucia will just, like, turn to Ches- turn to Cesare. I don't suppose you know any, like, hellhound command words to, like, get them to maybe not immediately attack us? Down, boy. Mm. They're far more intelligent than average dogs. They're going to know that we aren't with the Asmodeans. I do have a holy symbol, but only one. Also, they're going to know because we're not, like, you know... They haven't seen us down here before. They wouldn't listen to any commands that we gave them. Mm, Fair enough. Eh, it was worth a shot. Adri's going to hold her shield up. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give it to uh, Vittoria since she made the roll previously also that uh, you'd be aware that it's fine if you guys are having this conversation because uh, even if they did overhear you, they only speak Infernal. (laughs) (laughs) And they know we're here, so like it's not really like, yeah. Hmm. All right, but I guess we'll square up in front of this door. Yep. Yeah, let's let's get out of this little skinny hallway and into yep. the slightly less skinny hallway. Lucia and I are probably going to stand at each side of the double door. Definitely, yep. Adria is going to kind of stand back in the uh, entry, almost in the entryway to the big chain room. Cesare is going to be directly behind either Nicolo or Lucia, so he has a line of sight for spells. So, Nicolo, Lucia, you square up to the door. Cesare behind Nicolo, Vittoria, and Adria down the hallway. That way I can see through if the other doors happen to swing open when crap hits the fan. I can mm. see in there for spells, too. True. All right. Um, so, I guess, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do the, the three, two, one, and then Nicolo and I will throw open the doors. Assuming they're not locked, which would be pretty funny, actually. Boog! <laughs> oh. Might want to check that first. Well, no, I mean... <laughs> I'd rather not lose the element of pseudo surprise if we can if we can manage it. I mean, it. they at least aren't gonna like their their first reaction is like they're probably friendly, and then they'll be like, "Wait, no, you don't have an Asmodean." I don't think they're ever Fire. friendly. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. they're they're very aggressive creatures. They're like okay, time to well fight, then. bro. Arg. All right, yeah, well, then we'll like... just start stabbing. Yeah, yeah. these are not there's dogs. No, there's no, talk- there's no talking our way through this fight. So, all right, Nicolo, Lucia. I imagine probably Lucia, because I think Niccolo's got a mason board, right? 
Um, Morningstar on board, but Morning, uh, yeah. I do have a buckler, so that means I okay. technically have a hand free as long okay. as I'm not raising so, yeah. shields. Um, and Lucia's a open hand fighter, so yep. Lucia, Nicola, you both reach out with your available hands. I imagine. Uh, pause there. The sniffing has stopped. Yeah. Kind of eye one another. Look back towards Cesare, who gives a thumbs up. Look back. I don't towards know if you give a thumbs up. More of a yeah. Okay. Maybe more of a, like a wave so. motion, like just go, just uh, yeah. go. Yeah, he does some quick finger stretches in preparation. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one of those little finger strength builder things that you squeeze. Mm. Yeah, he's got his little strength ball. Hands it off to Raven. <laughs> the two of you throw open the door simultaneously, revealing beyond what was probably once a lecture hall. Okay. Partially burned benches and scorched chairs fill the sides of this room facing the toppled podium at the far end of the chamber. The moment you throw open the door, the smell of burning and brimstone almost overwhelms you with this horrible stench. And all of your eyes water as this film of smoke seems to seep its way out from the top of the doorway where it is hanging around the top of this room. Two mm. figures occupy this room flickering and glowing in hellfire two sleek black hounds so cool. furless their blackened skin taunt over their bodies turn towards you as each of them open their mouths gouts of fire rolling out and sizzling boiling saliva dropping from their open mouths gross and I will need initiative from Aww, the party yeah. oh, oh, <sighs> alright here we go <laughs> Oh, no. It's going to say everybody roll high. I rolled a one. Oh, no. I didn't roll a one, but. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and go uh, through the list. Let me uh, cue up a little combat music. Sirenscape. Don't pet the dog. Hell puppies. Hell puppies. <laughs> Caliente puppies. puppies. Caliente puppies. <laughs> Did you just say Cayente puppies? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what Ross said. By the so way, I, I will go ahead and give this to you. One, just to twist the knife a little bit, but two, to show that I guess uh, Jessica was on a similar mental track. Uh-oh. Their names are Asmi and Mephi. Oh, my God. Of course. Mephi. Of course. Mephi. That's <laughs> it's Mephi. One of the cats, anyway. It's bad Mephi. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mephi. Yeah, Mephi's a real troublemaker. She knocks things over. It's a big problem in a glass shop. <laughs> Yep, Any week I don't succeed, works. that's why. So, going through the initiative, Adria Sila. Uh, Adria rolled a 7 for an 18. Lucia Serini. Lucia rolls a 19 for a 26. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Cesare Nightbloom. Cesare rolls a 1 for a 7. That is not good. <laughs> yeah. Vittoria Scordato. Uh, Vittoria rolled a 10 for an 18. All right. And Nicolo Ita. Nicola rolled a six for a 13. Ouch. Wow. Wow. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. Big wow. Let's hope they roll yeah, that this one is, themselves. Uh, <laughs> this Big is, wow um, energy. Going to be Yikes. interesting. Combat begins. Mephi gets first initiative. Oh, Mephi. Dang it, Mephi. <laughs> well, at least I died to something adorable. Mephi throws <laughs> forward 10 feet to stand alongside of Asmi. Uh-huh. Takes in a deep breath. Uh oh, here comes the fire. And exhales. Oh, Nicola's eyes widened. <laughs> uh, well, we oh, knew yeah. this was going to happen, so. Yeah, but it's still, it's still, this is the first time we've seen like gouts of flame like flying toward him. Hmm. 
I really wish this was first edition and tieflings still had fire resistance innately. You'd be like, eh, it's not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, you know. I'll need a reflex save from Lucia, Cesare, and Niccolo. Here we go. So. Okay, so I've got a nine on the die for a 20. Cesare rolls a 15, which gets him a 22. Nice. I rolled a three for an 11, Ooh. and I would like to hero point that. <laughs> that seems yeah. wise. That seems wise. That seems very wise. I'm cursed. No. I roll another three for an 11. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, Ross. Unfortunately, yeah. Why does this have to be your brand that the hero points always roll poorly still? <laughs> the worst branding ever. Heroic. We got to talk to your agent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that means... Uh, Cesare Lucia, you save for half. Niccolo, you take full blast of the 15 points of fire damage Ow. that comes rolling through this door. <laughs> That's so not good. So Niccolo takes the full brunt of that, whereas uh, Cesare <sighs> and Lucia manage to get somewhat out of the way. Raven screeching as this gout of flame comes rolling through. Uh, I imagine the uh, the three of you in the door, or the two of you further down the hallway to see this wall of fire rush out and engulf your companions as they go stumbling past. Good lord. Noting that that was only the first wall of fire that went running through. Good lord. Yep. Okay. Oh, lord. But wait, there's more. But wait, there is more. And uh, for its last action, the hellhound will howl. Mechanically speaking, basically taking the point out action for anyone they can possibly hear. Rude. <laughs> uh, Good. Of course this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I but I still. still <laughs> Lucia Serini. Uh, okay, Lucia is going to assume that they don't have attack of opportunity. Uh, I am going to stride into the room past Mephi, uh, basically get on the diagonal so that Niccolo can basically take a five-foot step and we'll flank uh, Mephi. Your assumption is correct, although they do snap at your heels as you go rushing by. Nom nom. Ow, 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 hot, hot. And then I power attack. <laughs> I'll say, very hot. Lucia's like, she dances and is like hitting off the bits of flame on her on her, uh, on her her clothing that's set on fire. And then she's going to power attack this guy because that was very mean of yep. Mephi to do this. You brush How into the room. Mephi. Bad boy. Slightly on fire. Hey, Marco. that's a 19 for a 30. Gee, that, that is just meant to play yes. fighters. I am meant to be a fighter in second edition. A 30 will critically strike yes! as you dive into the into position, rolling into the room. That works. Hair partially aflame as you lash out with your blade at this thing. Oh, man. Here we go. Critical power attack. That is with your 18 points eight. of damage. Didn't roll super great. A solid hit, skewering into the side of the hellhound who stumbles with the impact, although is still going as he turns and snips back at you. That's the end of my turn. From Lucia, we go to Adria Sila. Adria's like, okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's another one. So I'm going to use a two-action heal on my boy Nico. All right. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to start with a level <laughs> one heal because that seems like a good idea. Uh, this is at a first level, so it will just be um, a D8 plus eight. Uh, I heal Niccolo for 12, which should at least keep him up if a second if the second one breathes on him. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm that's, actually... That's great close to full now, so... Great. And then I assume we had our weapons out, because that oh, would be silly. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to assume so. Cool, so I'm going to take a shot with my hand crossbow, because I'm doing the whole, like, mm -hmm. buckler hand crossbow situation. That asked me that you can see through the door. Uh, yeah, Asmi's the only one I can see. Okay. So let's see if I shoot Asmi or not. Ah! 
Um, I am for some reason targeting Nicola, which makes no sense, but I also rolled in that one. So. Very well. Uh, like, thank you, Adrian. Ah! I like that you heal him with one hand and then shoot him with the other. This is the wrong character for a Nethys person. Oh, anyway, gosh. I roll in that one on the die, and I certainly miss the, mm. the pupper. So. That's me. Yep. She lively springs out of the way. Ah, okay, okay. All right, well, uh, good luck. That other one's got fire, too, uh, according to Victoria. Yep. <laughs> Sounds great. Yep, I sense that. <laughs> From there we go to Vittoria Scordato. I'm going to uh, move forward and then step into the room uh, and where I see the two hellhounds and I will go ahead and uh, devise a stratagem upon the creature and then I'm going to hopefully roll well. Okay. That's pretty good. I rolled a uh, 14 for a 23. Okay. Are you going to use that good. for your strike? I, I'm, I'm going to use that. That seems pretty good. <laughs> That's a pretty good hit. That's a pretty good hit. Striking at the Hellhound with a 14 for a 23 will strike yes. your target as you lunge into the attack. Nice. Um, so I rolled uh, uh, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage as you solidly leap forward, ram your blade into your target. The Hellhound rocks back under the hit. Nice. Still going as it continues Jeez. to turn, snapping back in the direction of the... Uh, the new lady attacking it. All right, well, that was my turn. <laughs> Nicolo Ita, you are momentarily horribly burned and now are only lightly burned. Yes. You smell faintly of aloe. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. That actually makes sense with druidic healing. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm actually torn because there's, I can easily get into the flank with Lucia. However, the other one hasn't breathed yet. And it's probably going to. And if I stay in there where I am, it's probably going to hit three of us. Um, I could also get into the flank with uh, Vittoria on the other side. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Try or you could move in, stab, move again. Oh, I have a plan. Weird. Nicola, well, I mean, it's not so much a plan as I have an item. But um, <laughs> Nicola is going to stride into the room around the other hellhound. Okay. Uh, flanking it with Vittoria. All right. All right. I will then, as I move to strike it with the Morning Star, call upon the power of my potency crystal because I want this thing down quickly. Nice. <laughs> cool. Cool. So. Does that make your mace uh, like a plus one? Yeah, plus one striking mace. Oh, and striking? Cool. Dang. Yeah, nice. for, That's for cool. this round, but plus one striking, and That's it's a so free cool. action to activate. So. Using those talismans. I love me some talismans. They are fun and interesting. So Nicolo leaps into the room, circles left around the uh, the side of Asmi, trying to hopefully quickly finish the uh, the lady hound. So, <laughs> so. Oh my there God. we go. That 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 was the karmic retribution for you know the previous uh, hero point uh, debacle. Yes. Um, so I managed to roll a perfect 20 on my flanked target <laughs> with potency crystal activated. Yeah. There go my go. plans. Perfect 20 will automatically hit and critical your target. So all told, I do 24 points of Ooh. damage. Nice. A solid blow as you swing around, slam your morning star into the side of this thing's face. Blood and fire goes squirting out everywhere as it turns back towards you and howls in rage and fury. <laughs> Great, I think I got its attention. 
Uh, I will try a second strike because I mean, you might as well, right? Yeah. Potency's crystal's still going. Hey. Uh, 16 against a flanked target, so maybe? Uh, Even flat-footed, that is not going to strike your foe. Uh, All right. Eh, Worth a shot. It was worth a shot. So, um... Yeah, uh, with that, then Nicolo ends his turn and oh, goes. Right. <laughs> that brings us to the hound. Uh-huh. Who's, uh, oh, no. First is going to take a step out of that flank. Makes sense. Second is going to go ahead and take a bite at Nicolo there. Yep, <laughs> makes sense. This uh, one's Asmi. <laughs> this is Asmi, yep. So strikes at Nicolo. I'm going to counter that with a 26 to strike the rogue. Ah. A 26 does hit me. <laughs> Yikes. Yep. Chomping on four. Ooh. All right. We have uh, a total of 10 points of damage. Ow. One uh, point of you... that is evil and four points of that is fire. I don't know if that makes any difference for you. But... Uh, it does not. <laughs> Ow. Uh, so... I love that he bites you with pure evil. <laughs> <laughs> so for a total of 10 points of damage to Nicolo. Ow. After that, Asmi will turn and breathe. I will need a reflex save oh, from no. Lucia and Vittoria. And as the fires roll over the other hellhound, it absorbs into its flesh and as its mouth it. begins to... Doesn't it, heal it. No, it does it, recharge it, its breath. It, it recharges oh, right. its fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're just going to breathe on each other. Uh, it's right. such an amazing, like, cooperative mechanic to them. I love right. that so much. You said oh, reflex goodness. save, correct? <laughs> reflex save. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Wow. I'll go ahead and uh, take a perfect 20. Oh. <laughs> I, I almost got out. I got a, ni- I got a 19. <laughs> for a 20. Jeez. <laughs> yes. I, I just imagine both Lucia and Vittorio just look at each other and they both do that, like, dive to the side. Yep. <laughs> Action <laughs> roll out of the way. <laughs> so Lucia completely evades this as yeah. she flies out of the way. Vittoria just what? barely oh. gets caught mm. by it. And I rolled uh, well. Taking half damage, <laughs> and I actually rolled somewhat poorly for that, so only taking four points of damage after the half from the nine. Well, considering <laughs> nice. I was the only one that was like truly damaged before we came into this fight, that's fine. I was going to say, uh, I think Cesare's looking pretty rough now. Yeah, Cesare's at half hit points. <laughs> yeah, he is now. Okay, yeah. I need to do a burst heal. I can do that in a second. One other thing too, Rick, and if yes. uh, it's passed by now, so if it yeah. Anyway, the extra dice I rolled were also supposed to be doubled. I forgot about that. Oh, like okay. That that's six fine. should have been uh, 12. So it should have been a total of 30 points of damage. I apologize. Okay. So six more points of damage. Yeah. I forgot that critical hits also double the precision damage now. And they double everything. So that brings us to Cesare Nightbloom. All right. Cesare can see both of the hellhounds. So he will electric arc. All they right. need to make a... Uh, Reflex save. Reflex. As both of them try to roll out of the way with a 23 and a 15, respectively, between right. Asby and Mephi. The 15 fails, the 23 succeeds. Okay. So, so. Mephi takes this full on as a fork of lightning streams between the two. Chesare does 2d4 plus 4 damage for 8 total. Ouch. I rolled a 1 and a 3 on the dice. So that's um, half damage to Asby and full damage to Mephi. As the fork yes. streams between the two of them, both of them rock back with a hit. 
although howl and continue to press on as the smell of ozone mixes with the smell of fire and brimstone. Jeez. Cesare uses his last action to stride back next to Atria <laughs> because I am at half hit points and both of those freaking dogs can probably still breathe, so. Well, one of them, you know, just had its fire restoked, so. So, yes, so that's the end of Cesare's turn. And also, so I'm not real close to that door that people are probably going to start busting through at any minute. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our hellhound, Meffy. Dang it, Meffy. <laughs> Meffy will take a step action to step past Vittoria. Will bite Vittoria. Rude. Ooh, with a 31 to hit the investigator. Ow. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Biting onto the investigator for 15 points of damage as he chomps onto Vittoria's leg, trying to drag her down to the ground. Is Vittoria up? I'm still up. <laughs> Not looking really good. We're going to need our healer to get in here, unfortunately. Yeah, my plan, well, I don't have battle. She has battle medicine. I'm I have battle right. medicine. That's right. Uh, I can't do my explosion because it'll target these hellhounds as well. At which point, ah. Meffy turns and breathes. Her. Her Meffy. I will need a reflex save from Vittoria. This also then burns over Asmi and recharges Asmi's breath weapon. Oh, uh, these guys Y'all are the worst. strategic little f***ers, aren't they? How dare they be smart? So I will need a reflex save from Vittoria. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to focus healing on Vittoria. That's what it's looking like. Yep, I rolled a six for 15. That's a lot of dice. As 17 points of fire damage rolls Whoa. over Vittoria, not coming out of the way of this at all. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm down, down. All right, dying one. The fire rolling over Vittoria as she falls, hitting the ground. And we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, God. Why? Yeah, that... If this if this was first edition, I would have been negative 10 right now. Oh, <laughs> ow. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>